This is Rebecca Johnson of Supergirl Radio. And on Saturday, May 16th, I'm going to be broadcasting with DC TV podcasts in an effort to raise money for the Winship Cancer Institute. Winship is a very special place to me because it's the cancer treatment and research facility that saved my life from stage 3 breast cancer. Just think, if 100 people give $5 each, we can easily meet our goal to raise $500. You can donate anytime between now and Saturday, and when you do, you'll automatically be entered in a raffle to win prizes. The broadcast will kick off at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and will feature the Flash Podcast, Legends of Gotham, Quiver, The Green Arrow Podcast, and Supergirl Radio. To find out how to donate and where to listen, visit dctvpodcasts.com slash fundraiser. Hi, it's Candace Patton, and you're listening to The Flash Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Flash Podcast, your podcast for everything that is CW's The Flash, starring Grant Gustin as Barry Allen slash The Flash. I'm one of your hosts, Andy B, as always, and with me is my co-host, Scott Murray. Hello, everyone. How are you doing today, Scott? Um, are you feeling alive? Uh, yeah, I'm functional, which is better than the alternative. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and uh, joining us for the first time on the podcast, I am. Um, I become a crasher on his show, and it's uh, it's pretty, it's pretty funny uh, when I when I do. Uh, he's one of the hosts of the lovely Scene and Nerd podcast, and he is Pete. So Pete, welcome to the pro- program. Oh, thanks for having me. It's uh, exciting to be here. I'm a a big fan of the show, and excited to talk uh, all about the Flash today. Yeah, yeah, don't, don't kiss up to us. We 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 know we're love. No, I'm kidding. I'm, 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 I I was my fellow audience member. And then I, he then you just became his second favorite Flash show. Other 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 Flash shows. Um. So before we get into this discussion about this week's episode of the Flash. We have some news, um, not concerning specifically the Flash, but, you know, Flash and Arrow together. So, um, Pete, would you like to fill us in and for the audience what was announced last week? Uh, yeah, well, we finally got a title of the DC Flash Arrow spinoff show we've been hearing so much about. And it is now officially titled DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, the official synopsis reads, When heroes alone are not enough, the world needs legends. Having seen the future, one he will desperately try to prevent from happening, time-traveling rogue Rip Hunter is tasked with assembling a disparate group of both heroes and villains to confront an unstoppable threat, one in which not only is the planet at stake, but all of time itself. Can this ragtag team defeat an immortal threat unlike anything they have ever known? So, 
that's very very cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm glad we finally got the plot to uh, to the show because it was driving me insane. Of you know, well it might be called Letters Tomorrow. I'm like, well what is a freaking about? Uh, so uh, <laughs> I I like this. I'm I'm very excited about this, especially for rip hunter you know for arthur darville that he he's basically gonna get to lead the show um scott what do you think is um now that we have kind of like the plot revealed of the show and it's funny now we're two days two days away from the cw upfronts which is when we will supposedly get the trailer for the spin-off so uh what are your thoughts about this is this something that you're looking forward to is this something what you had expected uh yeah i'm looking forward to it i mean you know this is um, I mean, they've done so much really good work with all their tie-ins and spin-offs up to this point, uh, or at least you know the the two that we we know of, and we have Supergirl to look forward to, and this program. Um, I'm intrigued by Rip Hunter uh, for a lot of reasons. Um, I understand he is a uh, character in the comic books as well, uh, and it'll obviously have to be something that we'll have to cover on our comic book podcast because I'm intrigued to learn more about him and how he fits into all of this and what his backstory is. Um, and maybe there'll be time for us to um, cover him on comic book noob before this show airs. And we all can get a little more, those of us who aren't real familiar with rip Hunter can get a little more familiar with him and uh, get ready for this show. So um, yeah. And on, on top of that, I mean, you know, there's all this, intrigue and speculation about Katie Lotz's involvement in it and I just it's been my opinion that she's basically going to be canary before she was killed since it is a time travel show but people think that may not it may not be that simple so I'm kind of anxious to get all the answers for that stuff just so we can know exactly what we're dealing with maybe why canary as people have been speculating well we'll see Maybe the trailer will will tell us once and for all. Oh, it will. Here's what they're gonna do. They're gonna, they're gonna answer some questions, but then they're gonna give us some new questions that we have to wait till January to find out. Um, <laughs> Pete, what what do you think about this? Uh, was this something that that you had imagined when you heard about this uh, spin-off? You know, I wasn't sure what to think. Uh, you know, I you hear little bits of information, but you know, we really didn't know what to expect. Uh, but you know, now that we've kind of got an idea of what to expect, um, I- I'm excited. You know, we already know that, you know, Adam and uh, Katie Lotz in either canary form or some form is, is going to be a part of the show as well as, you know, uh, uh, Captain Cold, uh, Heat Wave, uh, one half of Firestorm. So I'm I'm excited to see where this all goes and, and what stories uh, come out of it. And, and you know, it's, it's obviously going to be intersecting somehow with, Arrow and Flash, so I'm excited to see how those how those forces all work together, and and certainly there's going to be time travel elements, which we already watch in the Flash now, so it'll be exciting to see this on another show. Agreed, and um, and there was a little other piece of tidbit that um, that is very tied in with the Flash finale, um, that may have to do with uh, some legends. So Pete, what mm-hmm. what may fans look forward to in the, um, the epic season finale of the Flash next week? Well, it was reported a few weeks back that uh, Sierra Renee, who's going to be playing Hot Girl, um, won't be wouldn't be appearing in the season finale of The Flash. But uh, she actually just had a tweet recently that said, uh, "Also, be sure to catch me on some of my cast and some of my castmates on 
the season finale of The Flash. Uh, so we're not sure. I mean, you know, the report says we believe that it's still technically true that she might not come on, but the tweet says otherwise. So I guess uh, they're going to kind of leave us hanging until we watch the season finale. And who knows at what point in the show these characters will be making their appearance. Uh, any thoughts from either one of you? No, just wait and see. Yeah. <laughs> wait and see. Um, um, one of my non-favorite terms. <laughs> uh, but let's jump into this week's episode of The Flash. Um, the final, the, the panel episode before the epic season finale of The Flash called Rogue Air. So we have Captain Cole and The Flash teaming up against all these mother of, of Rogue members. Um, Pete, because you were a guest, what did you... What do you think about this aspect of um, Cold and Flash having to, you know, despite their differences, having to team up? Um, I thought it was cool. Uh, you know, you have to take certain li- – the Flash has to take certain liberties uh, winding down here to, to, you know, work his way to situations. And this was certainly a, a crazy one. You know, you saw Joe getting mad at him and, and wondering what is he doing. But, you know, he, he, he was forced. You know, like you said, he – couldn't get a hold of Oliver, you know, they just there was nothing he could do to, you know, figure out how to move the prisoners. And, you know, Captain Cold was the only one he could you could come to. And it, it was pretty funny watching their exchange and and I, I love uh Captain Cold. I think he's hilarious. So watching watching their dialogue together I thought was great and and you know eventually what we saw was very interesting. But um I, I liked that. I thought it was a really cool dynamic. And Scott, what did you think? You know, we you know we've covered you know Captain Cold now several times this season. So, uh, what was it like seeing him coming back uh, along with his with his sister Golden Glider? Uh, which I I don't think you got to talk about when she was first on. I think you were gone that week, so uh, uh, you can add that a little bit in if you want to. Yeah, I mean she's okay, um, but I think um, it's been really. No pun intended. It's been really cool <laughs> seeing Captain Cold. Um, great also exists. You could time. say great, fanta- great, fantastic, <laughs> terrific. Um, uh, I think Wentworth Miller's really good. I mean, so good. I think just you know the personality he brings to Captain Cold really stands out as one of the things that was great about this episode. Um, you know, I think he's gotten to the point now where he's very comfortable with this character where he can probably just flip a switch and he becomes Captain Cold sort of thing. Um, and yeah, I mean, for, I found myself thinking that, yeah, he was going to help the flash out, but in the back of my mind, I, I thought I, I I had concerns about when it was all going to fall apart or how far Captain Cold was really going to go to help him out. And we got the answer uh, pretty quick. But, you know, it's still interesting to me, though, amongst all these other villains, you know, that would, would be more than happy to just mow Barry down every chance they got. It's really interesting to me, though, the, the kind of live in peace uh, situation that Captain Cold and the Flash have that uh, even continued after all hell broke loose. Um, at the uh, hangar. So, uh, yeah, it was an interesting element to kind of set, set things up. But, um, you know, I really do think Wentworth, Wentworth Miller was, um, something or somebody who really stood out in this episode. I thought he was really, really good made for a very entertaining element of the entire show. 
would, would you say that uh, aside from Harrison Wells that he is most definitely your favorite villain of you know that they've introduced so far? Um, I suppose, but you know, part of that's because we've probably seen more of him. You know, of course, we've seen plenty of Harrison Wells. So you know, you the ones they let you kind of hang around with a little bit, you kind of get a little more attached to or, or become a bigger fan of. So good point. You know, between the two of them, they've they've been around a lot. Yeah, I um I really enjoyed their dynamic, and you know, having been being someone that has read the comic books, especially the New Fifty Two take on you know Captain Gold and Barry's relationship is was pretty intriguing to see. I I like that, and this goes a little bit into the spinoff in a way because they pretty much sets up the spinoff for 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 Lenny pretty good. Um, that was weird. I didn't. I don't like saying Lenny. Never mind. Uh, it was nice to see that Cold got. Well, he, they they kind of pretty much cl- you know gave him a clean slate because of you know the demands that he had. So in that way, I think that now he you know he's set for the spinoff. I think. Um, I remember last week. I think we talked to Rebecca about it, and I was wondering, well, why isn't he wave here? Because isn't this you know, wouldn't this episode going to be the perfect episode before you know? They start heading into the spin-off for both of them, so um, I guess we might see he waits, you know, set up for for the spin-off happen and um, happen in um, the second season. So um, no, but I like seeing Lisa back. You know, she was. I still need to see more of her. I think she's she's very sassy right now. She's very. What am look? What word am I looking for? Um, she like she likes to mess with people. That's that's easy to say, <laughs> um, and and uh, damn, like, you know, I know I'm I know I'm not supposed to ship these two, but damn, I I'm ready to see some Cisco and Lisa <laughs> action. Like, um, care to comment on the shipping aspect, Scott? No, no, yeah, that's what I thought. Um, <laughs> Scott will never embrace the shipper in him, in him um, because there's going to be one day when he's just going to break out and say, "I love West Allen, Elicity, whatever. I want her back with Ray." Um, or, I, one day, Scott. One day, I promise you. Um, but um, no, but you know, for me, I, I don't know. Did any, either one of you watch Prison Break when it was on? No. No. Okay, uh, well the thing is, Prison Break fans will get this, and it's every time I see Leonard on on the screen, he reminds me so damn much of Michael Schofield, and it's just it's essentially Michael Schofield if he had completely gone evil. And um, this like if Michael had you know to choose go to left, good, or go to right, bad. He this time he he took the bad route and became a villain. So. Because they do, they do act very similar. You know, they're both really, really smart. And um, I think Leonard is maybe a little bit more cheekier, but that's that's the beauty of the Flash villain. So, um, no, it was great seeing both him and his sister back, and um, <laughs> it was it was especially great when they when they came to Star Labs and <laughs> Caitlin, like her voice just cracked out of fear of having <laughs> those there. Like, you know, I'm not I'm tight. Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> What'd you think of that, Scott? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that was that worked. <laughs> I don't really have much to add about about was, that. Was it awkwardly fun to just watch, you know, Joe and Cisco and Kaylin trying to understand what the hell did Barry just bring in here? 
Well, yeah, I mean, obviously that there's, they had plenty of reasons to be uncomfortable. So, you know, but it was just one of those extreme situations, extreme measures sort of situations. Yeah. But, uh, but let's move on to, you know, the, one of the big plots of this episode was, you know, the Flash team versus the Rogues. We saw, we saw Weather Wizard. We saw Peekaboo. I still can't believe there's a character named Peekaboo in the DC universe. <laughs> we saw the Mist, who, by the way, the same actor who plays the Mist also plays Victor Zaz on Gotham. So a little, little unofficial crossover with Legends of Gotham. Um, and uh, we also had, um, I'm forgetting someone. So P, what was it like seeing, you know, the the Rogues 1.1 come together? I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was cool because, you know, you, you, there's so much buildup with the rogues and, you know, how they were uh, inside, you know, Star Labs, you know, as prisoners. And uh, y- y- with all the buildup, you, you kind of had an idea this was coming. Um, and it was kind of cool to watch it all come together, especially for the rogues. I mean, it was basically Barry against the rogues. I mean, you know, Cold and his sister were there at one point to, to kind of, uh, you know, well, Cold said, "Be a man of his word for just like five seconds." But um, it was cool to watch that that happen. You know, I mean, Barry is not going to always have people there to help him out and, and save him. He's got to do it all on its own, on his own. So, so it was kind of cool to see. Like he he was very challenged, but uh, watching the rogues come together uh, to take on on uh, on Barry was was very very cool. And Scott. Yeah, I mean, it just ended up unfortunately being kind of a one sided fight um, until. Uh, Captain Cold kind of s- slowed everything down for a moment and g- refocused everybody. But the thing is, is that um, you know that Cold kind of got to have his cake and eat it too, from the standpoint that um, he positioned himself to have all these people owe him a favor, um, and all he had to do to get in that position was have Barry Allen completely erase all of his records. <laughs> so uh, you know that was. Uh, you know, he kind of got a, just about everything he wanted, although I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if there was some sort of backup still out there that maybe they can hold against him later. It, it would surprise me to some degree to think that they literally deleted it without having giving themselves a fail-safe to just put all that stuff back together if they needed to. But that was the other thing that struck me about the whole situation was not only uh, Cold being able to get these uh, this team together, but also, um, you know, all he had to do to do it was manipulate Barry into re- um, erasing his uh, criminal records. Yeah, I'm sure there is a backup somewhere. You know, I'm sure government records must have something on it. Uh, so, um, no, I agree. I, 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 you know, it was to me, it was just, it was just pure fun to see how it all, how it all went down like you know it all the special effects all the action you know said there wasn't really that much for development on some of the characters like the mist or um uh, peek peekaboo i say it say it that chick that that, that, that that girl who can tell that girl that appears and disappears everywhere yeah um and you know rainbow raider you know it was although we did see rainbow raider kind of like you know, take over Kaylin for a moment, and wow, you know, now I'm actually not not just only afraid of Kaylin Snow, I'm terrified of Daniel Panabaker, because wow, she just unleashed hell on Cisco. 
Yeah, that must have been a fun scene to to film for her. You know, she's so you know Miss Doctor Caitlin Snow, and uh, you know just um, I don't want to say uptight because she'll get mad if I say that. Uh, but you know she she can't, she can't hear you. <laughs> no, she won't but, get um, nearly as she won't get nearly as mad about that as Fish Mooney does if you call her babes. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. But, I keep forgetting you're watching Gotham, Scott. I keep forgetting you, that you are. I am. I've watched it all the way through. Okay, cool. Anyway, that's a side note. Different show. No, sorry, sorry. <laughs> oh, I, I just no. I just wanted to say, like, it was it was awesome to see like that different side of her, and and uh, it was just a lot of fun. And uh, and of course, Cisco named Lisa Golden Glider, and. Um, he seemed quite satif- satisfied about that name. Uh, like, <laughs> do you guys think that Lisa really likes Cisco, or do you think do you think he's playing him? It's not going to keep me up at night trying to figure that one out. <laughs> oh, Scott, your life is so much more simpler than I than mine is. So, if we could all all be so lucky, but um, no, it was great. Um, it was, you know, to me, my favorite out of all four of them. That aside from Captain Cole was obviously a weather wizard because Liam McIntyre for the win, and um, I don't. There's just something about that damn voice, and you know, like you know, you should have seen me when when he and Captain Cole were talking. Like, I'm sorry, but I don't want to say nerdgasm. You know, I'm just I want to use the original word, but because it's a family show, I'm gonna try and keep it PG. So. Kids, imagine if Uncle Andy said a word that was still with gas in, in it, but not nerd in it. That's what I had when I saw those two hotties, you know, just <laughs> talk. Because, I don't know, Liam McIntyre's American accent just works for me, I guess. Um, I'm not awkward at all. So, well, let's talk about a big point a plot point in this episode, which was, you know, Andy finally gets saved. and um, But it... Sadly, marks the end of you know a long relation that we we've seen throughout the whole season of Eddie and Iris. Um, so um, Pete, what um, you know, I, I don't know really, I don't really know what your thoughts has been about this relationship since you know the season started. So you know, what did you think about how this you know came to an end? Well, I mean, from the beginning, uh, when it first started, you know, and you see Eddie and Iris get together, I was always of. The mind of not liking Eddie at first, but you know, as the show went on, he 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 definitely grew on me. His character was was the nice guy, uh, and then how things went with Barry taking the high road, um, uh, you know, in the beginning, it it, it all worked. Um, you know, Eddie and Iris, you know, they they worked as a couple. Uh, but I yeah, I think this was you know we all knew this was coming. Um, I, I think the way it's gone down is is very interesting because you know Harrison Wells showed Eddie the future and. That really had a huge effect on him. I mean, he could have let it go. He could have just chopped it up to this guy's crazy. But he, no, he he believed it, and he believed it so much that he was like, okay, you know what? This this can't happen. I, I can't I can't continue to lie to myself that we're gonna stay together when I know that in the end you're just gonna marry Barry, and maybe this whole time you should have been with Barry. And and I I just thought I thought it was a well acted scene between the two of them and. Uh, Candace Patton was was really really good in this uh, in that scene, uh, and you know I mean like I said we knew it was coming. Uh, it was sad the way it went down, but it was a really really good scene. Scott, how do you feel? You know we've talked you know a lot this season about um, Bear and Iris, Eddie and Iris, um, 
Baron Eddie for that for that matter and all that. So how did you feel, you know, after all these twenty one previous episodes, how did you feel about this relationship coming to an end? You know, yes, we we have known that it, it was going to happen for a long time, but do you know? Do you like? Did you like the execution of it all? Yeah, um, you know, it, it was going to. You know, after they decided that this this season was going to start with Eddie and Iris together, when we all know, you know, in a lot of ways, it should be something completely different. It was going to take, you know, especially as long as they ran with that, it was going to take something out of the ordinary or jarring to really break it off and um i i thought it was clever to have eddie get captured and be shown that news article as a way to trigger things to make it fall apart although i agree with pete too that it was it is kind of interesting that um he he ran with it the way he did and some of that might just be we only have two episodes left, so why don't you just break it off? <laughs> you know, as, as before we get real realistic with it, because you know there is part of you that that might think that you know a character in that position might also. Um, it's not always a, a matter of you know the guy's crazy that can't be true, but more so, you'd almost think that there might be an element of you that wants to. Uh, change the future or see if you can change the future to, to prove the, the madman wrong that you, you know, you're going to make sure things turn out the way you hope they will. And it just drives you that much more to make it work. But um, I think the way they bailed themselves out of that though, was when Eddie not only talked about the article, but also implied, look, this relationship has had three people in it and that's the way it's been for a long time. And I do buy into that aspect of it. I think, you know, there probably were moments, as we saw on occasion, uh, that, you know, he could probably pick up on the chemistry and he knows their history together. So, you know, it wasn't something that would be really hard for Eddie to fathom. It's not like they were just two friends that worked together and they both met Iris in the same day. And, you know, it w- you know, maybe under those circumstances, it might be harder to buy into, but considering what he already knows about their history and things he's seen for himself, I think it's a lot believable. I think you can at least make it believable that he would have the reaction that he had and just, you know, and just let it go. Cause even if he doesn't want to believe what Harrison showed him or what, uh, Eobard showed him, um, you know, he, he probably thinks it could still happen. Um, in some way, shape or form. And he can't probably do a whole lot about it. Cause the message is you two aren't meant to be together. Yeah. To me, I felt it's, <laughs> this is going to sound so weird to a lot of listeners, uh, including myself, but it sort of was a good breakup in a way because it wasn't, uh, it didn't really feel like, you know, I hate you. We, should you know goodbye whatever i feel it was more that i am you know maybe i'm not the one maybe i should not be in the way and you know there is obviously something going on that i'm not going to be able to control and and maybe it's just a sign that he really has you know bad self-confidence but yeah to me i I wasn't as devastated as I thought I would be, you know. Even though I love Iris and Barry together, and I want to see them together as soon as possible. This breakup didn't feel too 
horrific, though, as I thought it would be. Because, like, if you go back to season one of Arrow, and you look at when we have this other couple that we knew would never last, Tommy and Laurel, that got a little bit more messier because Tommy became this... Well, he became a jerk throughout that, from what I remember. And it was... But in this case, I just felt like... I felt sorry for Eddie, but I also felt sorry for Iris. I didn't feel like anyone was being a jerk to one another. But um, but uh, anyone else want to add anything in terms of what may, you know, be, you know, because there's there's some speculation right now going on about what's what's going to happen with Eddie now. Like, do you think that this is the beginning of a villain coming to life? Mm, I I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I don't. I didn't necessarily get that. Um, now maybe it's Eddie just kind of hiding, you know, playing his cards close to his chest, but. Um, what I took from it was it just it it made him more of a likable character to me because he understood what was happening and he that's why he 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 said you know it's it's time to break break it off and you know I don't like I said I don't I didn't see a villain come out of this conversation now maybe if if things were a little bit more dark you know he did mention something about how when when they rescued him at first in the tunnels uh and and Barry was like, you know, I I'm I'm so glad, you know, we found you. I I'm I thought I looked everywhere, and and he said it's okay, Barry. You know, so we don't always see uh, the clues that are right in front of us. And then he repeated the same thing, and looked at Barry and Iris. And so, I mean, that was a little dark for a second, but not enough to make me think that he would become like some vindictive ex-boyfriend that turns into a villain. But you know, who knows? They could completely change him, and he could go down some dark path because the breakup affects him so much. So uh, you never know. I mean, it, it could change, but like I said, uh, to me, it, it, he showed me to be more of a more likable character with uh, the road he took. Uh, Scott, what do you think? Well, you know, people have been spe- speculating on that for a long time, considering his last name. Um, and we still don't officially know exactly how he's related to Eobard. So um, I don't know either. I mean, I, I don't get the impression that he's vindictive uh, or, you know, he's the kind of person that's going to seek revenge for it. But, you know, it's the very early stages of the breakup. We we saw how, you know, it impacted Barry a little bit when he realized he couldn't be with Iris. So now how is it going to impact Eddie every day from this point on, knowing he can't be with Iris? Um, I think that's going to be something that perhaps they'll explore next season. He's, he's going to turn more... Yellow and yellow for every time you see them together, and then <laughs> you're gonna see this red logo show up on his on his chest, and he's gonna go, you know, he's gonna go his in his, into his reverse flash voice and be like, "Guess who?" No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I keep expecting them to just reveal it, you know. No, actually, Eddie is Eobard's son that Eobard put into the past to just you know live in you know the, in this century. It would how how effed up would that be if that was the case, like. Eobard is his father, but he decided to just for the sake of it, put Eddie, you know, back in the in in the past, just and because you know I keep going back to that he has his dark mysterious past that you know because in the initial casting description it was said that he had the he was harboring a dark secret and had a mysterious background so I don't know it. It seems it's going to be something none of us has called. Um, all the, if my if my proposal goes through, then damn, 
um, I'm just <laughs> gonna say that. Um, but um, but let's talk a little about some you know some more fun action with um, with Flash. Um, not only getting the help from one Amel, but two of them as Robbie Amel and Stephen Amel make their um, their first ever together scene on television as um, Firestorm and End the Arrow uh, or I'll show him whatever um, <laughs> uh, P what did you th- what did you think of that oh it was so awesome uh, I was like you know the the kid inside of me was like jumping up and down and and just going crazy because that whole scene was so cool you know I mean you know, we see it in the previews and everything, and and you know, I got goosebumps seeing the previews last week, and just the build up to, you know, Arrow uh, and Firestorm joining uh, Flash to fight Reverse Flash, and uh, it was it was just so awesome to actually watch it all come together, and you know, they they all had a plan, and and it it worked as well as it could, but just the whole sequence, you know, when when uh, Oliver's fighting uh, Wells and uh, or Ebor Thon, and, and it was just. So well done. Um, you know, this this show just continues to amaze me with the the choreography and the and the special effects. But uh, you know, I I jumped on Twitter as soon as the show ended, and I was just like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, and it was just oh, it was so cool. I I I, I will watch that last five minutes over and over again because it was so awesome. Um, Scott. Yeah, I mean, um, I I think it was nice having this, um wrap up this episode because I thought it was the best part of the entire episode. I thought up everything up to that point had been okay, but this is kind of the thing everybody wanted to see. And I think again, it ended up being the the best part of the whole show. And I, I had a very similar reaction to Pete, but I was, I, I was fired up because I've said recently that, you know, I've been a big arrow fan. I'm a huge fan of the flash too, but um, I've been so, I feel like Arrow has been dragging me, literally dragging me through this long, extended, over-the-top, you know, week-after-week thing with Raz al Ghul, or Raish al Ghul, however <laughs> you say it. And I'm so ready to be done with it. And that's why it was just so great for at least five minutes to see Oliver Queen kick somebody's butt again. <laughs> Instead of all the stuff we've been drugged through on Arrow here of late. So it was great to see, you know, even though he still was in the, uh, you know, the getup that he's been in, it was still great to see really a scene with more or less Arrow being Arrow, um, especially when he uh, hit reverse flash in the leg with that thing that shut down his powers and, you know, basically taunted him with what he just hit him with. I mean, I just... I thought it was a great scene for Arrow after being drugged through this long time to be over with storyline that's been in Arrow the last three or four weeks. So um, for me, that was the best, uh, one of the best parts of the show and having Arrow be Arrow was one of the best parts of the scene itself. Yeah, other than the fact that I was a little bit annoyed by the fact that once again, we have no idea what the timeline is because, you know, when would... Oliver have time to go and pick up some techie tech tech from Ray Palmer to stop Reverse Flash. I guess we may get an answer tomorrow because um, and minor spoilers. Uh, Grand Gustin will be in the the season finale of of Arrow, um, and hopefully to to you know bang some sense into Oliver, be like, hey, dude, you should you know go green again. Um, it, er, 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 yeah, the Flash should just go pick everybody up. Uh, 
out of Ra's al Ghul's hideout and go back in time and make it where they didn't have to start that storyline. <laughs> yeah, where season three never happened. <laughs> yeah, just erase it and go. It was, I mean, you know, it was, it was cool for a while because I think the guy that plays Ra's al Ghul is really good. But I'm so tired of him now; it's not even funny. But I'll, no. I'll quit dragging us through that. But no, it's it's uh, fine. Yeah. Uh, I um no, I loved seeing them together. I wish it had been longer. I wish they had. They had interacted a little bit more, you know, Steven and Robbie, but it was it was a lot of fun. Actually, I think Firestorm has never looked better. I think this was his best visual um, appearance with the with the burning head and um, and all of that. And then we're actually gonna just take a quick little break because we had um, FirestormFan.com's um, Shag visit the podcast this week, so. And now, guys, we're going to just take a quick little chat with uh, a good friend of ours. He's been on the podcast plenty of time, and he is the webmaster of all things Firestorm from FirestormFan.com. Please welcome back Mr. Shag from FirestormFan.com. How are you doing tonight, Shag? I'm doing really good. Thank you for having me back, Andy. Of course. You know, look, every time we have something about Firestorm on The Flash, then, you know, I know that I have to turn to you. Um, <laughs> especially because you didn't get your spin out to be titled Firestorm and His Atomic Friends. So, you know, it's a... Uh, you know, this is the best I can give you for sure right now. Um, I'm, I don't know what press releases you're reading, but the ones I'm reading say the spinoff is called Firestorm and his Atomic Friends. Oh, yeah, they yeah, just, yeah. They've just misspelled it. Man, that's going to be a one tough of a po- tough name to name a podcast for. Um, but the, <laughs> but let's talk a little Flaro Storm that that people were apparently calling it tonight. Like I was searching for hashtags during live tweeting, and I was like, oh, Flaro Storm is apparently a thing now. So what did you think of? Um, Firestorm and Arrow coming to join the Flash and to defeat uh, Reverse Flash. It was very exciting, obviously. I mean, my whole family got... We, we watched as a family, so we all got excited when, you know, of course, Ronnie came flying in. We're all like, woo! I mean, we're, we can do spoilers and stuff here, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're, we're, you know, cheering. We're so excited to see him. Um, you know, I was kind of hoping to see Caitlin and Ronnie together in a moment, but, you know, given the nature of the episode, there was a lot they had to pack in. Totally understood that. Now, I tell you what, though. Now, I'm still absorbing all this. I might feel different tomorrow. I mean, I just finished watching this thing, what, an hour and a half ago, whatever. So I've still, you know, got a lot of adrenaline going, a lot of thoughts going through my head. But one thing is stuck with me that I can't seem to get over is, at the end, who defeats Reverse Flash? Oh, that's... I will say... The answer is Firestorm and Arrow. And... What's the name of the show? It's called The Flash. Right. So I felt like in some ways, it just, and, and I'm not I'm not knocking it because it was still super exciting. But like, I guess I'm just conflicted because like from a storytelling perspective, The Flash should have been the one to take out Reverse Flash. Now, what that also kind of tells me is that maybe we're not done with the Reverse Flash story. Oh, like no, maybe, no, 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 yeah, no. I figure next week, I figure next week we've got another big chunk of the Reverse Flash story, I'm sure. Oh, there but better just, be. Yeah, right. I mean, well, we know there's some time travel next week. So it's, um, I, I guess that that was, it was weird. It's like, I was really excited that Firestorm got to play a part and taking down the Reverse Flash. But it was just straight at the end of it, I was just like, you know, this should have been Barry's moment. Huh. But, uh, you know, it's probably, again, just set up for next week. And that's fine. And Barry will have his moment to shine, I'm sure. But um, it was very exciting. I, I It was nice to see Ronnie involved. It was nice to see him flying around. It. All right, I do have one more 
weird niggle just going through the by- back of my N- mind. Niggle. That was, right. That's a new not, one. Not a diggle, but a niggle. Um, niggle, did niggle. You know, did you notice that Robbie Amell looked, when it, whenever he would land, it looked like he was kind of walking strange. Like maybe maybe the filming, he was still attached to wires and he was having to walk with wires in his back or something. Because like he would land and he walked kind of funny at first. And I was like, just that's that's what it looked like to me. It's like maybe he was being supported by wires, would come down to land, and then just kind of had to walk with the wires in the in the back of his jacket or something. So is this what's gonna happen now? That now you finally got a fire on television. Now you're gonna find every moment to be like niggling about it. I know. It's like <laughs> how what what a terrible mean fanboy am I? I should just shut my mouth that after you know almost 40 years of this character being around, he's finally on television. Here I am now on his fourth appearance or something. I'm complaining. Really? About I'm gonna be. Wires. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be that guy. I can't believe that. Yeah, no. um, I get it. But I like, do... he, he did work a little funny though. But I think it was, I don't know, like was when he was like walking up when he was walking with his arms up in the air. Um, I I don't remember the detail. I just remember it was right at both times, right after he landed. He, I, I just noticed. It. But again, you know what? Forget it. I'm again. It's just the, the you know that's what nerds do. We obsess on stupid things and we complain about stupid things when the we reality do? is. Oh, we do. oh yeah. This is a guy who runs fifteen podcasts. Um, what do you mean? So, <laughs> I'm doing one podcast. <laughs> I uh, I'm just I'm I should just step back and be thrilled. It was so exciting seeing Firestorm on the screen again. So I actually I was worried that Ronnie was going to die this episode because um, you know with him not being in Firestorm and his Atomic Friends this week, <laughs> it just something's. For some reason, Robbie Amell's character will not be in the show. We don't know what that is. They've said it in the interviews, and I keep thinking, well, what what would keep Robbie Amell or Ronnie Raymond away from the show and Professor Stein in the show? It's like, it, it, is Ronnie going to die? And that's what scares me. So I, I was kind of thinking that might happen tonight. So. Well, what if Greg Willanty may have given just some misleading what if he's actually going to be in the spin-up but you're just waiting till the season to be over or they're going to set it up in the second season of why he may not be in the spin-up it's you know i there's so much they're going to have to do mm-hmm. last next week you know and based on the trailer we saw it i smell flashpoint coming and um so it's going to be I think we'll get some explanations either next week, but I don't even think, I don't even think he's going to be in the finale. So I guess we will have to wait till uh, the Robbie fall. Mel. Is he in the finale? Well, he's filmed a scene that we all know about that we haven't seen yet. I guess it could show up in Arrow, which really wouldn't make a lot of sense. It's got to show up in Flash, and it wouldn't be for next season because they wouldn't have filmed it yet. How um, fun was I, it, by the way, seeing the two Amel cousins together? Even though we didn't get to see them spend that much time <laughs> or interact with each other that much. I kind of cracked a joke about that to my kids because, you know, when they when kind of the scene was over after Reverse Flash was down, Arrow walks off and, you know, a firestorm goes running after him. And I was like, hey, wait up, cousin. You know, it's kind of like what that scene looked like. (laughs) They probably high five like, you know, ah, yeah, we so got this. Oh, totally, totally. And I love the way Arrow slips in and Barry's like, I may need a favor. And I had to explain that one to my daughter. She's like, Daddy, what's he talking about? I was like, honey, that's his way of saying. Barry, come be on my season finale too. That's what I think that really meant. See, the, the problem is that we don't even know where this p- episode is placed because I keep wondering, wait, is this episode taking place before or after the finale? Because it's it's a confusing timeline they set up because based on the trailer for the era finale, they kind of explain that Barry is going to be seeing Oliver for the first time since forever, in forever. But yeah. 
but just an air discussion. So we will let our good friends over at Quiver, the Greener Podcast, handle that one. <laughs> um, but uh, but did you have any final thoughts about um, Firestorm's potentially last appearance of the season? Uh, unless he is in next week's episode, then I'm gonna I'm probably gonna have to drag you out of bed um, next Tuesday night as well and be like, hey, Shag, Shag, let's talk. Can we discuss the spoiler I know of that wasn't in the trailer? Or you want to leave it alone since it's a spoiler. Let's leave it in the. Let's leave it out. Uh, we okay. Because, Fair enough. Um, just so the people that doesn't want to be spoiled. Sure. Does it get spoiled? Absolutely. So to answer your question, I was thrilled. It was awesome to see Firestorm again. I hope we get to see Firestorm again. Um, you know, before the season's out, you, you, whether it be an Arrow or whether it be next episode, whatever, or even if it's just Ronnie Raymond, whatever. I hope we get to see him again. And um, I hope you're right. I hope that they're just being misleading about Firestorm and his atomic friends. I'm hoping that maybe it's just an issue where Robbie was busy and he hasn't signed the contract yet, maybe. Or maybe it could be a negotiation over money. I mean, it could be any number of things. Maybe he is going to be in the show. And that would be fantastic because I want to see Firestorm. And to me, Firestorm is Ronnie and the Professor, not some mixture of other characters. But so. Whoa, so you don't like Jason at all. No, I do. I do. But to me, Firestorm is Ronnie, is Ronnie and the Professor. That's who Firestorm is to me. I, J- I think Jason's great. I, I like Jason when he was you know, with, with Firehawk. I liked him when he was with Madison Payne, all that stuff. But my Firestorm, the one that when I go to bed at night and I think of Firestorm with, on my Firestorm pillow, my Firestorm blanket, which I don't really have. I'm just kidding. I was uh, I was trying to picture a scene <laughs> where you know you're, uh, you're, the the bed you and your wife sleeps and you like you know one half is like sophisticated, pretty normal, and then the other side is like geeky pillows, like Firestorm, DC Comics, everything. That would be awesome. I do tend to sleep in comic book T-shirts. I'll say that much. Anyway, probably more than your listeners want to know. So when I think about Firestorm, though, to me, I think of the Ronnie and Professor mix because that's the classic version. That was my first version, and that's the version that means the most to me. Well then, let's hope that we do, we do get some more Ronnie and Martin because I, I sure as hell want some more Ronnie and Martin. So, <laughs> but uh, but dude, thank you as always for coming by. We we love we we love having you on the show and uh, um, tell people quickly where they can find you on the interwebs and oh, uh, yeah, no, y'all you come. You can find uh, us at Firestorm Fan. I say us. It's really just me. But um, well, and another guy named Tim. He helps out. I apologize. But FirestormFan.com, and we're on on social medias on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Google Plus, Instagram, and Tumblr, all under Firestorm Fan. You can also find me in the Fire and Water podcast, which is a podcast that celebrates Firestorm and Aquaman. And we're back. Thank you so much, Shag, once again for stopping by. And you can head over to firestormfan.com to learn everything about the latest that is Firestorm, whether it's in TV or in the comics or whatever. Um, so Reverse Flash somewhat defeated, but it can't be that easy, I suppose. Uh, so um, how do we think that it's going to play out next week? Because there's... There's no way that Harrison Wells is is done for for the season. No, he's definitely not. And uh, you know, I I think that Harrison Wells uh, or Eobard Thawne, I should say, uh, is someone we're probably not going to be done with even after this the season finale. You know, he's he's going to be around. He's going to linger. He's going to be that itch that does that just does not go away. He's always going to be bug and berry, just like in the comics. So. Uh, I, I look forward to more Ybor Thon uh, challenging Barry in some form or another. Um, but uh, I, I'm really excited to see 
the the season finale and and how they handle his character, especially after uh, we saw the um, the preview for next week. Oh yeah, um, Scott, thoughts? Well, what's interesting is you know I I we were just we just got in talking about how good that final battle was at the end of this week. It makes me wonder what are they going to give us for a finale? Because, I mean, that kind of fight is usually the type of fight you would get in a finale episode. Yet, the little trailer that they ran at the end of uh, this episode, you know, the the big tease was Barry going back in time to try to save his mother. And, you ha- and while, you know, there's relevance to that, because that's been a key component of the entire first season, you have to figure there's going to be some sort of you know, really big moment or big surprise or big battle or something uh, that is worthy of a season finale. So I'm I'm more curious about what we didn't see in that uh, little tease at the end than what we saw, considering it'll be the season finale. Exactly. I no, I, I totally get what you mean. And I yeah, I think Harrison will be back someone next week i it, it can't be that easy so um it, it's gonna be interesting for sure i don't have any fears right now how he's gonna be back but you know harrison Wells has like 500 you know tricks up his sleeves so it's you know it should be fine he will be back and he will mess things up so uh <laughs> it shall be interesting um but uh, there was one thing I wanted to quickly point out, which was <laughs> a certain little Easter egg that wasn't so little because, um, um, once again, Ferris Air being used um, as you know a little wink wink to Green Lantern. But well, this week we had something even bigger because Barry goes on to mention about a test pile disappearing, and um, to anyone who's a Green Lantern fan may get a hint that that's most likely how Jordan are hinting at. Um, I, Scott, I don't know how familiar you are with the Green Lanterns. Um, are you, um, you know, aside from the movie that came out a few years ago, like, what do you know about the Green Lantern mythology? None. Uh, I mean, I, I didn't even buy... I, I've never... And, and maybe it's because I haven't been... I wasn't exposed to, you know, him in the comics. I've read a little bit um, of a a comic story that uh, he and Batman were in um, not long ago. But for the most part, you know, of what I knew of him, I wasn't thoroughly intrigued by to begin with. So I and then I heard the movie was just absolutely terrible. Um, So I didn't even bother to go see the film. So my knowledge on Green Lantern is extremely limited. Um, well, Pete, what about you? And did you kind of geek out when you saw that scene happen? Um, you know, honestly, uh, I I think I missed that. Uh, I'm actually gonna go back and, and rewatch that. But uh, now that it's kind of out there, it makes me wonder if they are gonna allow that to happen, just because, um, you know, because we've seen what they've done with the uh, Suicide Squad on Arrow, with you know the movie coming out, they've restricted some characters to being in just the movie, so. It'll be interesting to see if if that actually comes to fruition. I I would like to see something like Green Lantern uh, come to uh, the the DC TV universe. It'd be it'd be very cool. Um, you know, I mean, it's I mean, he's definitely one of the big guns of the of the DC universe. So um, seeing him on on the Flash, I think would be 
would be cool and and open up even more doors to more storylines and 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 who knows where they would take his character but uh i i'm certainly on board for having a a green lantern version on on the flash yeah i don't mind either so uh and you know jeff johns has said in the past before that they're not just dropping easter just for the sake of it so i'm wondering if i don't know maybe Maybe the TV universe, we will get Hal Jordan. Maybe in the movie universe, they will get John Stewart because there's been rumors that John Stewart is going to be the leading Green Lantern. So, um, but I don't know. It's sometimes you feel like you want to say anything is possible, but then sometimes there's things you want to say. Well, not everything is possible. So it's it's uh, it's like it's the ultimate riddle by the Riddler for the DC universe uh, in TV and film. What can and cannot be used? Um, so. Well, there's always Comic Con that may actually help us figure out figure some of those questions out. So, but uh, but overall, um, a pretty good episode. Uh, I was, I don't know if they really succeeded in setting it up for the season finale of the Flash next week. I feel maybe that they did set some things up for the Arrow finale more in particular. Um, but you know, you can definitely feel that you know that one final battle is about to happen, whether it is Barry dealing with time travel or. You know him going up against Harrison again remains to be seen, but but let's get to some listener feedback. We first heard from emo kid sixty four comics that says yo 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 that was hot. <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> <laughs> We're recording a rap album after this. Just See, so everybody knows. this is why you need to be one of those shows that you know pulls things that we all say and turns them into drops. And you can hear me say, yo, 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 that was hot whenever you want. <laughs> and, there, and, there, and then I have it. <laughs> uh, he goes on to say, I didn't expect them to defeat Reverse Flash, but where were they for the metahuman transfer? Which I think is a good question, by the way. That is the one element of that throwdown fight is, boy, talk about extremely fortuitous for all those guys to just so happen to show up right at the right time. Um, Slow at Knight Rider, at Knight Rider 7602 says, that was crazy epic once again. Cold is still my favorite rogue. Also, the final fight scene was crazy. Also, Flashpoint. Yay. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Crispy 47 says, loved that episode. So much Captain Cold in reverse flash. The fight at the end was amazing. Best show on TV, hands down. Praise. At Lucia 66, they say, in my humble opinion, Captain Cold was the best thing in tonight's The Flash, not Flaro Storm, which was pretty cool. Mike Schmidt 09 says, holy speed force. I didn't want it to end. Wells and Snart were perfect, were the perfect polar opposite villains, loved the team up. Now I kind of wish we had seen Wells and Snart in the same scene, actually, because it would have been interesting what they would have done to each other, but um, maybe there's something we're not supposed to play with. Um, <laughs> but, but guys, thank you so much once again for tweeting in. We had so many tweets, uh, but only so so much amount of time so um but remember next week you know the season now we want tons of feedback you know tweets emails like tweet us at the flash podcast or email us your longer thoughts and uh, to the flash podcast at gmail.com and uh, we're gonna uh, move now to some plugs 
before we get to the the final spoiler section of the season, y'all. Uh, first of all, Pete, thank you so much for, for for coming on. We will definitely make sure to have you on in the near future. But uh, but let us know where people can find. Well, let us know what scene and nerd is and where people can find it. Uh, well, thanks, Andy. I, I like I said, I'm I'm excited to be on the show tonight. It's been a lot of fun, and I look forward to coming back. Uh, well, you can find my show, Cena Nerd, at Twitter, um, at Cena Nerd, Cena letter N, Nerd. Uh, we're basically a, a show that talks about a lot of TV. We fill you in on a little bit of entertainment news, some comic book movie news and rumors. And uh, like I said, the meat of our show is is television. We, we talk about things from Flash, Arrow, uh, Sh- Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to Silicon Valley, Game of Thrones, House of Cards, shows like that. So we, we like to cover a wide variety of television, try to cover as much as we can um this week actually is a big week for us on top of our regular show we're going to be recording uh season finale recaps uh you know specific shows for for arrow uh agents of shield and we're actually going to be finally getting to our age of ultron review which we're really excited about so uh look out for those we we record every friday and publish uh sometime in afternoon or uh, friday evenings so uh, be on the lookout for that. And, uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter if you want to look me up, at Pacing Pete. And, um, yeah, I always like to talk TV sports. Uh, hit me up. And thanks again, Andy, for having me on the show. Always. And, uh, and Scott, you, uh, you're actually going to jump out for the spoiler section. But please, before you go, tell everyone about the Samuel Geeks and your latest and uh, newest and coolest adventures. Well, yo, 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 here's what's happening on Assembly of Geeks. <laughs> I can't do this. Uh, this week on the show, um, we decided to wait. Um, even though we all saw Age of Ultron last weekend, we wanted to wait yet another week and weekend um, before we talked about it in depth, just to give everybody a little more time to see it because, you know, plenty of people like to skip. Uh, the first weekend because it's just kind of a madhouse at the theater. Um, so this week we um, we go in depth and have a really good discussion on all things Age of Ultron. Uh, Russ Burlingame, who was uh, with us on this show not long ago, joins that conversation and gives a very unique perspective to the conversation. Um, and on top of that. Um, our first episode of Comic Book Noob went live last week and has had a tremendous response. Um, already had a lot of people listen and give us good feedback. Again, that's our show that helps people like me <laughs> uh, get a lot, uh, a really good background um, and um, information on uh, comic books and comic book characters and then give guidance on how to go about uh, starting to read about them if you're looking to get into comics. So this past week we focused on um, Ultron and the Vision, um, and we're going to record again next week and cover uh, Daredevil. So uh, we're we're looking to post one every two weeks, and it's hosted by myself, uh, Matt Moore, who covered comics for the Associated Press for 10 years, and Regina Davis, who is a most certainly a, a comic book fangirl that owns her own comic book shop. So they know their stuff, and it's been a really good program. And you can get all of that at assemblyofgeeks.com. Sorry, I had right. to mute my microphone because I 
couldn't stop laughing after that <laughs> yo drop. Uh, so um, <clears throat> that's how you got to open the show, Andy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like yo yo you. You listen to the Flash podcast, homie. Peace out. Um, so you know you you can find the podcast at theflashpodcast.com uh, on social media, all under the Flash podcast. Simple as that. Uh, Google Plus. We're part of the Flash fan circle via Hank of the Fanatic. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Um, rating and reviewing will help us a lot. And so, if you have a few minutes, please head over to iTunes and you know give us you know a nice five star rating and. Uh, Pleasant review, you know. Let us know if uh, you want to hear more yo yo from Scott. Then you know we, you know more, you know probably not more pe- more peas <laughs> in the gangsta. And two uh, in one year is probably enough for most people. Yeah, I'm already, I'm already feeling too old to do any yo yo stuff anymore. So, and I'm only 21. So, um, and um, we're part of the Mixer Network at um, Tuesday at Wednesdays at six o'clock. And actually, when this episode goes live, it's actually the birthday of one Mr. Jack Stiefel who runs the Mixer Network. So, happiest of birthdays, birthdays Jack, and, and many more. And, um, yeah, also, guys, big heads up about this upcoming weekend, um, this weekend. On May 16th, we're doing our DC TV podcast Cancer Research Fundraiser. As you may have heard at the beginning of the show, uh, our good friend Rebecca from Supergirl Radio gave you a little heads up about um, the show and um, making sure to, to donate. Uh, it's a very important cause to us and something that's very special for us as you know she was a breast cancer survivor and she went through this treatment at uh, Winship. So please head over to dcpodcast.com slash fundraiser uh, where you can find all the information on what the event is about and how you can donate and be part of this not only this live event on saturday at mixer.com slash dc tv podcast but also help us with, for a great cause and there's going to be some uh, it's going to be a thing she called a raffle of certain prices that we will be giving out to uh, throughout throughout the fundraiser so uh, please have to dcpodcast.com slash fundraiser and uh, which will feature, you know, me, you know, from the Flash Pocket, along with Amy Lauren and, you know, Quiver, the Green Arrow Podcast, and Letters of, of Gotham, and Supergirl Radio, which will, you know, we kind of like a real-life Justice League. So, um, you know, be a hero, you, you too, and uh, uh, help in any way you can. Spread the word about uh, the event, you know, because, look, seriously, cancer is, it's effing horrible. And, you know, we, we all... In one way or another, we've we've been in touch with cancer in, in some way. Maybe you had a friend who went through cancer, who had cancer. Maybe you had a parent. Maybe you, maybe you who are listening to the show right now, are a cancer survivor, and it's everywhere. It affects us in all ways. So, please, we we really encourage you to head over to, to dcdpodcast.com/fundraise. I promise that will be the last time I say the link this week and uh, participate on Saturday and also make sure to donate and from all of us at at the DCTV podcasting circle we would really appreciate all the support we can get so thanks in advance and um, so um, because Scott had to go and be hip uh, we're gonna kick him up from the spoiler section no I'm kidding Scott has to take <laughs> off uh, but uh, but next week we will be full house for um, for uh the season finale of The Flash. So don't miss it because it's 
it's gonna be big. There's, once again, there's a reason they put Arrow's finale before Flashes, so don't miss it. But we're gonna head to the, the final spoiler section of the season, so if you're not sticking around, I'm Andy B. I'm Scott Murray. And we will see you next week on the Flash Podcast. Welcome back to the spoiler section. What you just heard was that the season finale trailer of The Flash called Fast Enough, and here is the official description. Epic season finale, Victor Garber and Robbie Mel guest star. Okay, so he was in this episode. I completely forgot. Wells, <laughs> pre- Wells present Barry with a life-changing choice. Dr. Martin Stein and Ronnie Raymond return to help the startups team with its final fight. Dermot Dons directed the episode with story by Greg Volante and Andrew Kreisberg and telepay by Gabrielle Stanton and Andrew Kreisberg. The shortest description of the whole season. Um, okay, so, so damn, I have to go back up a few things now. I, like I said, I, I didn't know that Robbie Mel and Garbett was going to be this episode. I completely forgot because I I'd read the description and I just blacked out about it. Um, so... Yeah, more Firestorm next week, and so hopefully maybe more Firestorm fan on the show. Um, <laughs> but life-changing choice. Um, yeah, they, they literally, literally spill, it, spill it out in the, in the trailer. He is going to bring back his mom from the dead, apparently, because, damn, the, the trailer ends with them <laughs> just reuniting, and I'm like, I was crying for, for two-second pr- promo shot. Yeah, they, they actually... they. They did a very a very good job in the trailer of giving away a little bit and then a lot and but but you don't know in, in what context it's it's going to happen you don't know how it's going to happen and, and in what part of the show this is going to happen so it leaves a lot to the imagination and you just don't know what's what's going to happen which I I really like I think it's cool like even you said that you read the description you said there was very little to it so. Uh, you know, and, and you spoke about it earlier about how you know Arrow is the season finale is this is tomorrow and or tonight and and uh, the Flash. Is now, 
Yeah, exactly. And, and the Flash season finale is, is next week, so it has it all to itself. And and I, I'm excited to see what they have in store. I'm glad that they're hiding a lot. They're not letting us know very much outside of, like, you know, that scene you just mentioned about Barry and his mom. But, uh, I mean, I, I'm just really excited. And, and excited to see Firestorm, too. You know, maybe that's why... In this ep- in this last episode, he didn't say very much, and he was very quiet. Maybe because they're saving all that for the finale. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to figure out what they're doing here. If they're doing a flashpoint event here, if they're doing I. And what is Firestorm up to in this episode? It's. That's the mystery. Um, yeah, and they're both in there. It's going to be really interesting to see how that all plays out. And I, I'm in the middle of Flashpoint right now, so I'm going to do my best to rush through it so I can be up to date when the show comes. Hey, listen, hits l- next listen, Wednesday. listen, listen, listen. You don't rush through Flashpoint, <laughs> okay? You don't rush through something as epic as Flashpoint. You're going to take your time and, with, <laughs> and take it with sincere, sincerely. Amount yeah. of respect because it's a it's a very good storyline. So, uh, just you know, take it time by time, but be done by next Tuesday. Okay. <laughs> and um, <laughs> but um, you know, when when Shag and I was talking, we we speculated maybe maybe this finale would perhaps set up why Ronnie Raymond and Robbie Mel aren't going to be part of the um, the Legends show. And um, so I'm wondering if maybe. If this is the end of Ronnie um, in this episode, if there's there's if there's another final fight, well, let's hope not. I mean, you know, when we all heard that it was just Victor Garber, um, that set of firestorm that was going to be in uh, a Legend of Legends of Tomorrow, we we wondered what what's going to happen to Ronnie Raymond, you know, uh, Robbie Mel's character. So it's going to be really interesting to see uh, what happens. I I hope that there's a way that they're split and that they can stay split and still somehow use the firestorm powers. I don't, I, I don't know that much about the mythology of firestorm, but I hope they can handle it that way. Cause I think it's awesome that these two guys have, uh, done a, a really good job of bringing this character to life. And, and even there when they're split and they're, they have their back and forth, I think it's, it's, it's entertaining and it works. So, um, I hope, I hope it works out that way. Likewise. I am, um... Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm interested how this is going to turn out. I, I'm actually trying to avoid as many spoilers as I can for the finale. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's kind of funny how we're doing, you know, this spo- spoiler section now and so on. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't. I think I don't think there's much we can say, uh, because no. it's it's so <laughs> kept under wrap a lot. So um, uh, and thank you again so much for stopping by, Pete. And uh, we, uh, I'm sure I will crash by at some point oh yeah we're, we're used to it on our show at this point you just hop it on it's it's all good it's yeah. it's you know it's it's like when amy and lauren are on the show it's just become the norm <laughs> oh yeah totally but um but yeah guys thank you so much thank you so much once again for listening and don't miss the cw of the flash next week eight o'clock on the cw